Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that's hungry like the wolf. <laughs> Why are you so looking at me? Like you are so deadpan. I was, it's a serious thing. Ah, yes. I am hungry. Very like serious. It's the Noobs and the Hoobian. My name is Austin. I'm the Hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. So welcome to episode number 103, covering the series seven, episode eight, The Cold War. Excuse me. Cold, Cold War. War. No, The. Cold War. Just Cold War. This is the one where the Doctor and Clara don't fight a Martian ice warrior on a Russian submarine during the Cold War. The Russians don't fight the Americans. The Terrans don't fight the Ice Warriors. It's a Cold War. You get it? Uh-huh. This was story number 234, originally airing April 13th, 2013. Ooh, April 13th, 2013. To 5.73 million viewers with a total of, yeah, I don't know, 9.02 <laughs> million time-shifted slash online viewers. I mean, those are pretty good numbers. If you count everybody who watched it, like... In April? I don't know. I don't even know how they're calculating this anymore. So it's 5.73 million live viewers and then another 3 point something million that watched it online and time shifted. Which yeah. I, whatever I that it is, that term makes it sound like a time I, travel thing. I still don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, this one was written by Mark Gaddis and Douglas McKinnon. Y'all remember Mark Gaddis, right? Uh-huh. Mark Gaddis he was uh, the good Dr. Uh, Lazarus. He's yeah. the Lazarus monster he thing. Some, he makes some good episodes. He does. He does make some good episodes. Uh, so let's see. Under the cast, we had Captain Zukov, uh, played by Liam Cunningham. Uh, you couldn't get a more British sounding name for a Russian <laughs> captain if you tried. Uh, captain you know, like, Zukov. Yeah, Captain British McStereotype. Uh, he um, he has done a lot of stuff. But the most noteworthy thing is he plays, and I may say this wrong because I don't watch the show, Davos Seaworth on Game of Thrones. Uh, there was another guy I, I, I noticed in the in the Wikia, uh, maybe one of the other sailors, I don't, maybe the first officer or somebody, who is also on Game of Thrones. So both of these guys. Everybody's been on Game of Thrones. Well, you know, it's, it's not quite Coronation Street um, oh, slash yeah. Sherlock, but... Um, you know, given that this was a Mark Ka- Mark Gaddis episode, you would have expected yeah. that the captain also played, you know, like 15 different characters on Sherlock. <laughs> uh, Profre- uh, professor Grzynsko, uh was played by David Warner. He was the, the professor guy that was into yeah. Duran Duran and all that kind of stuff. Um, he played an alternate third doctor in an audio adventure. This was alternate? the we- this was the weirdest thing. So so doctor. we always say, you know, the 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 extraneous stuff the the audio the comics the mm-hmm. short stories we don't we, we're not familiar with that stuff and we don't try to stay familiar with it because there's just too much of it like we've <laughs> we've already got years like we have right now i was going over the schedule we have another 18 months worth of episodes in new who alone mm-hmm. uh to cover so we don't bother with the audio adventures and stuff like that not there's anything wrong with them um but in the audio adventures, apparently there's this whole thing of like an alternate universe with a, therefore an alternate doctor. doctor. And so, so this was the alternate, was the alternate what's that? The alternate doctor, like the opposite well, of the doctor. That sounds like a Marvel comic I don't book know. Line. So, so this was an alternate version of the third doctor, which again, I don't know how that happens. What is this supposed to be? Pertwee's doctor just in a different universe or is this the alternate timeline alternate universe third incarnation of the original alternate doctor 
I don't know. Yeah. Somebody write yeah. in and explain He's it to a me. Bad guy. But it, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but when when you pull up David Warner's uh, uh, Wikia page, the number one thing that it says is not Professor Krasinsko. It says the doctor and i'm like whoa excuse me i don't i didn't miss that episode so i click on it and it's talking about this these audio adventures and um he he played this this character of the third doctor and when you read about that the the alternate third doctor he is listed as among his i don't know roles careers jobs something president of the universe what (laughs) so i'm like all right uh, I guess I need to buy this audio adventure now because uh, I want to see the doctor as president of the universe. So, uh, anyways, don't know. He would work well. It is strange. He plays the alternate third doctor, but not the third doctor, which seems to imply those are entirely different. Well, that's what people. I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, like, yeah, it's not. Yeah. So I don't know right. if this is, I don't know if this is the alt Pertwee third doctor or if in this alternate universe, they diverge at the original doctor and therefore all the, you know, subsequent incarnations are just completely different. So, I, like, is the I third doctor supposed to look like right. yeah. our third doctor? I have no idea. So, at any rate, uh, David Warner also played Admiral Boom in Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the oldest sea captain guy. That right, yeah, up on the roof. And yeah. On top of yeah, now, of course, this is Mary Poppins Returns, the, like, yeah. I don't know, 2016 movie, somewhere in the... 17? Recent, recent movie. Sequel. Uh, not the original. Uh, he also narrated several Winnie the Pooh movies. So he is the narrator um, for it's like three or four Winnie the Pooh movies. I've only seen the like remake live action one. I haven't seen any of the other ones. Really? Yeah. Huh, we gotta we gotta go back and check some of those out. Um he no, also we don't. played the <laughs> We don't we don't have to do that. <laughs> he also played the Cardassian Gull Madrid in Star Trek The Next Generation. So that was just like a We're watching that. Yeah, yeah. Just a one off episode. He played Professor Jordan Perry. This is where I know this guy from. He played Professor Jordan in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. And uh he is the one of the guys that is disposing of the ooze, trying to safely uh, contain all of this and everything. Uh, so he ends up getting pressed into service by by Shredder. That's where, the whole time I'm watching this episode, I'm going, where do I know this guy from? Duh, from an obscure role yeah. in an okay sequel to a fantastic 90s kids movie. Anyways, sure. actually, I don't know if it, you, you call that a kids movie. It was kind of it was kind of PG-13 for the 90s. Anyways, um, he also played, check this out, guys, played live action or voiced the following superhero world people jor-el in the lois and clark uh tv show that was back in the 90s this was a live action superman tv show pretty good he also voiced raz al ghul <laughs> in batman the animated series and superman the animated series oh wow Did those take place in the same universe they must have because yeah. it's the same guy voicing him um, and then he also was the voice of Red Skull in Spider-Man, the animated series. So this guy was all over the place yeah. uh, doing doing the superhero shtick back in the 90s. So good good on him. Guys, uh, Noobs in the Whovian, as always, is brought to you by R5 Website Management, where you can get your hosting, domain, registration, and security all at a great price. Whether you are looking to build your own website with our website builder starting at just $5.99 a month, that's $5.99 uh, per month. Or if you're looking for hey, look, I don't know how to do a website. I need somebody that can do a website. R5 Website Management is here for you. So if you're looking for that kind of help, 
head over to r5websitemanagement.com, fill out our contact form, and we'll get in touch and help you get underway. If you're looking to do it yourself, go to store.r5websitemanagement. Throw everything that you can in the cart. Make sure that you use the code Noobs. at checkout for 15% off of your entire order so that you can have your awesome website underway right away. Ooh. Ooh. I'm a poet and didn't even realize it. All right. Uh, <laughs> the checklist. Uh, let's see. We had the name of ep- of the episode spoken in dialogue. Oh, my gosh, yes. Just uh, like far too many uh, yeah. times. Five or six times by different characters. All this is the that. Cold War. We're in the Cold War. That's right. Is it a Cold War? Um, <laughs> the Cold War is about to get hot, sir. Oh, my goodness. We're in the midst of a Cold Whoa. War. While we're in a submarine under the North Pole where it's very cold and we found an ice warrior. Uh-huh. There's so many layers to this pun. <laughs> anyway, ice warrior because it's the Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, uh, the creature of the week is the ice warriors slash specifically Grand Marshal Skaldak. By the way, is Skaldak <laughs> not an amazing. awesome name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love Grand I love Marshall. Grand That's Marshal cool. Skaldak. Um, so um, we are going to have, first of all, we've heard a little bit about the Ice Warriors before. Uh, Jer- uh, uh, Jared reminded me when we did The Waters of Mars, we talked a little bit about the Ice Warriors because there was like a kind of sideways mention of them. And then uh, Jared did a little bit of a little bit of an exploration with them then. And then he's got some stuff coming up in the segment later on so we'll just leave it there and only talk about you know what we thought about skaldak in particular speaking of we have the cgi for this week what did you guys think of skaldak cgi skaldak so first of all okay okay, so first of all they didn't do much they intentionally kept him kind of not visible except for that one time when he okay that was the question i was going to ask was he scarier with the helmet on with the helmet off but in the dark or I with the helmet off in clear view of everyone it's and full light. Obviously, definitely in the dark. A helmet off in the dark. That was what I thought. Especially um, with the and weird then it's like, hands that you yeah. just latch onto their face and then just pull them. Those off. those were pretty but terrifying. Then he hands. turns into this like amphibian oh, looking yeah. no nose fish thing. It was I think it was better creepy. if they would have just never shown the face. That, uh, like seriously, that's though. what I was hoping. Or, or you mean showing it in the dark was fine, right? Yeah, where it was yeah. like. You could almost see it. Like so, with his glowing eyes or whatever, you could kind of yeah. see like his weird that was really weird. Yeah, was, yeah. I think it would have been better if they didn't even do that. You just never see his actual Maybe. face. Like the claws were enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, honestly, I think the claws were creepier than his face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that seemed like like horrible monster. But then like Corbin said, like, it was kind of like, oh, he's kind of a gecko? What even is in the, even <laughs> in the dark, you can almost entirely make out his face. Yeah, so. But still, it's more like concealed and stuff. And if you're not really looking into it, right, and yeah. not trying to see how horrible it, horrible it looks. Yeah. Except they just keep flashing back to it. If they'd only shown yeah. it one or two times, I'd still be I fine know. with well, that. Well, the fact that we had like the whole scene of dialogue with him in the dark. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it got to be Would've a bit much. Would have been better if we then, like saw their reactions as he's talking or something like they had been doing all the way up until this point yeah like it ran by them in the hallway and they didn't show it even when they were looking at it they didn't seem that freaked out it's like oh that thing isn't actually creepy Um, i will say when when he's standing there in full light and his helmet peels back and i i use the word peels because it did like it seemed like it was adhered to his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trip just did the motion I mean, yeah. where like his head got like got like pulled back. Like he was. It was like he was the taking off a t-shirt with a small. neck hole that was too small. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like it's not a helmet that sits around his head. It's like it a helmet squishy. that his that his head is squished up into, and so you kind of get this <laughs> when it when it pulls off. 
Um, so that was didn't make bit. that noise. It should have. No, it should have. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So there's CGI Skaldak. How about that Martian ship, though? That was kind of boss. Yeah, that was kind of okay. cool. That was pretty awesome. Um, it was a little purple. Uh, like, why was purple know. the color scheme yeah. that we went for with the lighting instead of like red or green or something? But um, purple yeah. was cool. The transporter effect, though, was weird horrific Un- unexpected i know unexpected like, i i didn't it was like he, I he was extracting him yeah like, he goes all jello like and, <laughs> and right up into the thing and you're like oh what another just chance happened? that they could have used that sound effect. no yeah. they shouldn't yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i thought i thought the martian ship was cool and apparently so did the editor because they left that thing on screen for a long time, like oh, doing yeah. nothing. How epic our ship is! Yeah, because that thing was just hanging there. You know, it was like it was like rotating ever so slightly. Like it wasn't like still frame, but yeah. man, was it just sitting there hovering with people staring at it for a like long time seconds. for a science fiction show? Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Um, so let's see. Bow ties are cool. We didn't get a mention of that. Uh, we didn't see Amy's reading glasses, but we did get uh, some awesome uh, Elvis sunglasses. Because he was supposed to be in Vegas. So he stepped oh, out yeah. and he says, Las Vegas. And then it's like. Vegas in the 50s or. Yeah. Um, no, probably 70s. They, those were those were Elvis Vegas sunglasses. <laughs> that is what that is the look he was going for. That was like, yeah. Uh, Las so, Vegas. That's right. And then Somewhere they're like, explosion. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Help me out here. Um, because I started to write a note that this this opening reminded me of another episode where the doctor steps out. So you know how sometimes the doctor steps out and he says, ah, the planet floopity-doo, home of the doo-flotchies. And, you know, it's like, oh, interesting. And then every now and then we have what happens here, right? He steps, he steps out, out and says, Las Vegas. And, and it's like, you are wrong. so wrong. I remember an episode where... Um, he stepped out and did that. We had that same bit where he steps out and announces where they're supposed to be. Rio day. Oh, was it Rio? I don't know. He was was wearing a crazy costume though as well. Okay. See, this is the thing. I'm barely remembering it. I seem to remember him stepping out and saying the name of some place that Mm -hmm. would be like beaches and sun and ocean. And whoever i can't even remember who the companion was at first i started to think that this was um tenant in the episode fear her with chloe weber and i went back and i looked at it and that was not it that was not it at all um but i seem to remember um i'm starting to think maybe it was 11 and amy mm-hmm. where the companion was dressed for rio or wherever it was mm-hmm. they were supposed to be and so throughout the episode it's like why are you wearing that and she's like, I thought I was dressed for Rio. Do you all remember this? So I, there was something like that. I can't it's, remember. It's driving me nuts. And I could not even begin to think of the search terms to put in. I tried a few that did not work. I, I tried uh, I could tried to Google example of the doctor landing somewhere he didn't mean to or something like that. And I got like a bunch of like lawsuits against doctors or something like, like several pages worth of results. Of, and then, um, and then I tried Googling, uh, something about like Amy dressing for the wrong weather or something like that. And I got a bunch of like how to cosplay as Amelia pond. And I'm like, okay, I give up. This like, isn't working. Yeah. I even took to Twitter 
And I was like, okay, everybody help me out here. Here's what I'm trying to remember. Does anybody remember what episode that is? And I just checked. No responses to that Twitter to that tweet oh, yet. So oh, we gotta find this out. Uh, I know. So so listeners, please, 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 please help us and and tell me because I I can I can almost picture it, but it's not quite there. So somebody help me out. Um, we didn't get any hats this week. No Geronimo's. Uh, let's see, Jiggery Pokery. We had the Sonic. Was that the red settings? Mm-hmm. You remember? Y'all remember R- River? Telling, I think it was Tenet. I think it was the very first episode, right? Somewhere. Where she says, use the red settings. And he's like, it doesn't have red settings. And she's like, well, it will. What does that mean? Um, this is the first time we've ever seen the Sonic, uh, in New Who at least, glowing red on a green Sonic, you know? So uh, that was kind of interesting. And it's just not mentioned. It's not It's not talked about. Even the Wakia was like, is this the red settings? We don't, we don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we so. don't know. Yeah, it basically was like, it's it's unconfirmed because it's not ever mentioned again. So uh, let's see. Under the TARDIS, uh, that sucker totally left them on the sub. I couldn't I remember why that happened. I knew that it was going to be a thing. But I mean, essentially, real world, why did it happen? Yeah. So that there could actually be a story. That, yeah, yeah, they had to be stuck there. So let's let's get the TARDIS out of here. Um, I thought it was and an interesting. Put it at the South Pole. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as we pointed it's out, at the pole. no resolution on that whatsoever during this episode. And then they just like, go to I the next place. And then, like, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I need a lift. And then yeah, the, to the South Pole. And down. oh like, my gosh, did we get a uh, Kirk and the crew on the bridge of the Enterprise with the still shot laugh at the end right. of the episode? Because he's like, mind if, if, you know, can we catch a lift? And you the, know, and the on Russian sub captain, that's still running on auxiliary power yeah. right now. <laughs> I forgot about that. But I love and the Russian like, I love the Russian captain being like, ha 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 ha. So so funny. Slap my knee. You know, we're I don't all know what die was. because we're and stuck the in the middle like, of hey, ice. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> a submarine that doesn't function anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least they're at the surface now. They were so, literally like drowning in the water. Drowning? Drowning? I think there's two D's in that word. My favorite part was Clara being like, oh, not a far walk then. Okay. (laughs) You're just going to walk across the frozen tundra? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This is just ice. You have no idea how far of a walk it is. Right, right, right. Ice as far as the eye can see. Uh, So let's see. We also had some talk of the translation matrix. I thought this was interesting timing. I almost wondered, was this episode supposed to be before the Rings of Akka 10? Because in that episode... She didn't ask yeah. any at any point. Did she say, "Why are they all speaking English?" Yeah, you but would then think this episode. It's like, wait, hang on, they're speaking English, but they're Russians. Yeah, what? she was like, right? She's I like, don't I don't speak, speak Russian. Russian. Yeah, and and I, and I love that she somehow managed to piece it together because she leans over and she goes, "Am I speaking Russian right now?" Yeah, you know, and everybody's looking at her like she's lost her mind. No uh, hablo español. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting that we didn't talk about that on the last episode, but we did address it here. So. You know, we're still we're still doing that part with the new companion because you have to, right? Um, I'm, I think my favorite one was Donna when they experimented with if she said something in Latin, it or came out did. as some other random language or yeah. something crazy <laughs> like that. She's like Vinny Vinny Vici, and the guy's like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, let's see the psychic paper. Um, I here we have the opposite of a psychic paper use. He says, no psychic paper, <laughs> no pretending to be an earth ambassador. We're time travelers. You know, like here we go. <laughs> He's just like, I'm an alien. We're time travelers. Let's do this thing. That was an interesting. You did not see the box just appear there. Well, yeah, that's right. the thing is he was like, we appeared out of thin air. You saw it happen. And then let's the move on with our lives. Disappeared as well. And- oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 
Uh, did that happen before he made that statement about the... I have no idea, but it did happen. It did. Which... It definitely did happen later. Yeah, this was one of the weirder um, instances of, you know, the person who's in charge of the situation trusting the doctor fairly quickly oh, yeah, right. when they have absolutely, absolutely no, no reason. reason yeah. It's Other like for than... All, they're probably British spies, right? Like, yeah. You would think, right? The only exception being they did literally see this thing appear out of, out nowhere. of nowhere. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. basically on the bridge of the ship or wherever it was they were. So Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was so funny. I wonder how that translated in, uh, into, into Russian. So uh, let's <laughs> see. We did not get a doctor who either. So uh, let's see. That brings us down to other stuff we noticed. Uh, let's see. Why? Um, what is, what is this? What? That's the same thing you just said. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the next one. I was skipping over that one seamlessly ah. so that we wouldn't notice that I had placed that note in the wrong spot. Well, Corbin, what confused. did you put there? I said, why were all the Russians so British? <laughs> they, what, like Ian, Ian Cumming? Uh, no, what was it? Liam Cunningham? Whatever. But like, I mean, not only do they speak British or American, <laughs> speak British, not only English, English, the whatever the for. freaking language is called. I don't know my own language. Not only do they speak English, they have a British accent, and they use flipping words like bloody, which I've never heard anyone who isn't British <laughs> or Australian say ever in my life. Can I can I quote your baby brother? What? It's a movie. I don't care. <laughs> I, like, in, in our movies, when there's Russians, like, they speak Russian, and they speak in a Russian accent and whatnot. So Most of the time, they're probably actually Russians, but here it's okay. like, yeah. oh, we'll just get some British people. <laughs> All right, so, so here's my thing, right? I, I almost feel the other way around about it. The Hunt for Red October, classic example. We actually watched The Hunt for Red October in high school. All of the foreign language classes, not just the Russian class, but the Russian class, the Spanish class, the French class, the Japanese class, the German class, and the Latin class, all of us got together in the amphitheater, in the, amphitheater, in the auditorium, and watched The Hunt for Red October simply for one scene. Because the whole beginning of the movie, the Russians are speaking Russian and there's subtitles. And then there's a scene where a guy is, is speaking Russian, he's reading from a book, and the camera zooms in on his mouth. And as it gets right to where the only thing in the shot is like the book and the guy's mouth, he switches to English and the subtitles go away and the camera pans back out. And for the remainder of the movie, the Russians all speak English. And they do it with Russian accents. Yeah. Why? Because. They're Americans. Actually, sorry. The captain was Sean Connery. So you have a Scotsman doing a British, I mean, doing a Russian accent. Um, but yeah, you have, you have them speaking in like a semi-Russian accent. And they're all Russians. We don't, like, we know this. They were all speaking Russian. And then you flip them to English, but you flip them to English in a Russian accent. So I'm on the other side of the argument. I would rather them use yeah. their regular voices. But and why? why did they say why did they say bloody? Because it's translating it. Sure. But what is the Russian equivalent to bloody? I don't know. <laughs> Some random explicative. I still think they should have the accent cuz when a foreigner speaks English, they have an accent. So I think it would make more sense okay. if they had a Russian accent. Plus like there's got to be from, something that you're angry about in the well, previous yeah, episode. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Fine, whatever. <laughs> but like, there's only a few times that they mention the Russian at all anyways. You could almost miss that and mistake them for being British or something throughout most of the episode. Except for all the talk about how they're Russians and they're missing I'm the saying, Cold War. I'm <laughs> saying, 
if you if you miss if it wasn't for the fact that they said a few times in the episode we're Russian and the one time they said we're actually speaking Russian, right. you would just have no idea. So I feel better. No. <laughs> just letting you get it out of your system. I no, I understand I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But like I said, my, my preference is is the other way around. Like if we're gonna translate, let's just translate. Let's do that. Because it's psychic translation anyway. Yeah, but everyone loves accents. Well, this is true. This is true. Like, I would have loved Americans. to hear David Warner uh, doing a, instead a of a British accent. accent, yeah, you know, t- quoting "Hungry like but the wolf." They, they could have gotten accent. someone who is Russian too. Well, I, I mean, okay, that's that's like the problem with every show and every movie ever made. It's like you know, <laughs> you in, America, a in America, in America, you, you want you can never get the exact actor that you want to play in the exact. Movie. Well, no, it's usually you can. People just don't, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're doing, if you're an American. Uh, production company and you're making a Sherlock Holmes movie, are you going to hire all British actors? Well, I would. No. I don't know about yeah. most people, no. but I would. You're going to hire Robert Downey Jr. to do <laughs> to a British accent. Sherlock That's Holmes. what you're going to do. Or, for that matter, you're as going to hire... can do a You're, good go- you're going to accent. hire an Australian guy to do an American accent to play Thor. Okay? I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I agree with you, though. I still think Acc- they should do the accent. I agree with you. Accents you don't have Tom Holland are- doing a British accent when he's playing Spider-Man. Well, he are, I mean, he puts on an American accent, even though he is British. Right. Uh-huh. So right. why don't they just have them do an accent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's easzier. That's, like, that's the simple uh, answer. The unsatisfactory answer is it's easier at a production level. So. It doesn't take that long to learn a Russian accent, though. Like... Even if you don't do it well, Russian accents stand okay, out. The only thing worse than doing uh-huh. British accents at playing a Russian would be doing culturally insensitive. Not even culturally insensitive, just bad. Just yeah. poor Russian accents. Um, and then you end up with, you know. Yeah, uh, but it was made for a British audience, anyways. So I'm sure all the Brits would be like, yeah, that's exactly what those. <laughs> <laughs> my voice cracked so oh. i wasn't gonna bring it up <laughs> i was laughing at your reaction of like yes that's a perfect british uh, russian accent i don't know but like if it was aimed at brits and there wouldn't be a whole lot of russians around to correct them on it they probably wouldn't notice at all so yeah your point is 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 made and well taken mm. just yeah okay we, we, <laughs> we is there anything else <laughs> No. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying you're. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Are you ready to move on? That's what I'm asking. Uh, well, I could rant forever. But <laughs> I, I just think they should have had them do Russian accents. My my favorite thing about accents and TVs and, and uh, TVs, movies and TV, uh, is when things happen like the first time I heard Tom Holland speak in an interview. Yeah, I was like, oh, blew like, the back of my Whoa. head off. I had no idea he was British, and um. The same, you know what the bigger shock for me, the bigger shock, because when, when that happened, it was like, it was like the 30th time that yeah. I'd seen an actor where I go, oh my gosh, they're British. They're Australian. Uh, yeah. I didn't wow. know that. The big, the first one that happened to me was, um, oh gosh, now I can't think of his house, uh, his name, the guy that plays house, um, uh, uh. Hugh Laurie, Hugh Laurie is a total Brit, uh-huh. had a, had a British 
you know, did a skit comedy show with Stephen Fry back in, I don't know, the 70s or 80s or something on BBC, you know, not a, maybe it wasn't BBC, on British television. And the first time I ever encountered him was on House, where he is an American. And so he's <laughs> using an American accent. And he's got this weird lisp thing. Um, but I thought that was a character trait more than anything else. And then, the, and then I saw him in an interview and I'm like, well, hold up. What? Like, where did this accent come from? Now and, he, speaks, he speaks with an accent in the... In the interview, <laughs> I'm not actually British. I just use this accent for interviews. And now I'm like suspicious. Like anytime I see like a new actor, I'm like, uh, is, is, that, is that a put on American accent? And and I'll be honest, I don't know if it's like cultural stupidity that? on Americans' parts that we never pick up on it. We are always uh -huh. fooled by it. Anytime an American does a British accent, they get made fun of because apparently it's terrible. But every time a New Zealander comes to America and makes a hit comedy show, nobody knows they're not American. Because and it's, it's like, a, it's a distinct, <clears throat> easy to put on thing. Well, but the thing about it is there's like a million American accents, just I mean, like yeah. there's a million British accents. <laughs> and well, I couldn't tell you the difference between any of them. Yeah. I'm just like, I was well, that's probably British. why we fall for it half the time. Cause like, we really if, if you did a bad Southern, if someone came over and did a bad Southern accent, we would know immediately. Because, oh, you're not from America. Yeah. But if right, if they do some they, northern they accent that we've never well, heard they, in our lives, they generally lives. do what's called the Mid Atlantic. Uh, yeah, the quote uh -huh. generic American accent. In movies. That's the standard. <laughs> it is well yeah. because it's that's the standard in like uh, like television news news yeah. anchors. Mm -hmm. It seems they're like that. most Brits or not just Brits, I guess. But anybody, yeah. most people just go straight for Southerner because that's oh, yeah. like the easiest one. Uh, to yeah. just oh, well, make if they're fun like of. trying to make fun, yeah, 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 yeah. If, they're, yeah. if they're trying to do a bad American accent. I'm a Southerner. <laughs> I did. I did see a great um, interview one time where they were interviewing the cast of Downton Abbey or a, a portion of the cast of Downton Abbey, uh -huh. and they um, they gave them uh, a script from one of the episodes of Downton Abbey and ask them all to do it oh in God. their American accents because like each one of them has done some production or another where they had to do an American accent. So they're like, could y'all all read this in your American accents as your character on the show, but an American accent and they're going and it's, it's amazing. It's fantastic uh -huh. to hear that dialogue spoken in an American accent and, and they're doing it very straight faced. Right. And then all of a sudden the, the one of the, one of the guys who, um, you know, like he hasn't said anything yet. When he comes in, he's like McConaughey South <laughs> and nails it. Like he's not, he's not <laughs> purposefully sounding like a, a hick. He's nailing a Southern accent, oh but it's goodness. so out of place. And what's fun. Oh, you know what? I'm just thinking about that character in the show is Irish. Oh so he would goodness. have a different accent anyway. <laughs> so instead of doing his Irish accent on the British show, he's doing a Southern accent. Anyways, I mean, oh, even so Southerners can put on bad Southern accents just to make yeah. fun of themselves. So. Well, folks, um, we're uh, now is the time that we're going to announce our spinoff show, talking about accents for far too long. Uh, <laughs> be sure to tune in for episode show. two next week. Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> just do one that on this one. If we actually produced every spinoff show that I've jokingly mentioned in the last, I don't know, six weeks, we, we would have, have a building. Master Closet Jeez. Studios would officially have a full network of shows uh, <laughs> instead of the one. <laughs> currently has. All right, guys. So that brings us down to the who's who. Um, who is Clara Oswald? The, the only thing that I wrote down, I wasn't writing a lot down this week. I don't know why. Um, but the thing that I did write down about Clara Oswald was all the way at the end. She says, save the, saved the world then. And the doctor's like, yeah. And she says, that's what we do. 
And I was yeah. like, that's awesome. And I said, forget those mutilated bodies in the room over. Oh, forget about all the people that got chopped up. That's okay. I, I love her Gotta have a few people die to, to get, make sure that it's yeah. serious. She's like, I mean, oh no. Yeah. It's Let's like, go to oh, the next room. She sees some, they, they make point of the fact that like those bodies got completely massacred or but whatever. Nobody they weren't even massacred. And they were like surgically taken apart, like scientifically. Removed. Yeah. anatomically separated so that so that Skaldak could analyze the human form uh-huh. is basically and, what he did. And Clara's just like in the background like, oh. ah. But then she goes <laughs> in the next room over and she's like, I feel so scarred. Everything got so real. Like, you don't even sound like you're, everything <laughs> got so real. <laughs> it's like, such a, that was, that, that reaction was a little bit underwhelming because underwhelming, the professor was like, played it as well. Like, I do, well, well, no, I mean, like there wasn't much of a turn away and disgusted horror. I know that on her part or pro- the professor, they're just like, like he oh. didn't either. I mean, that would make sense like, for him. Oh. He's probably been through several wars at well, this rate yeah, since they're still. in the Cold War. But she's like, oh I mean, no, the bodies. That they don't usually like get totally dissect bodies I on guess. the battlefield. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, such they underwhelmed like, reactions. Oh, no. Uh, so what else about Clara? I mean, she definitely did step up. I, I started to make a note that she stepped up to to come in and save the day by being the one to go talk to Skaldak, except that she did the same thing in the last episode. So that's yeah. like, that's not a new revelation about her character. She already did this. Um, but, you know, it just speaks to that is who she is. Not to mention she stepped up to go talk to a chained down Skaldak after concluding that she was the only one that could do it anyways. So. Well, I mean, yeah, but she still volunteered for it, even against yeah. the doctor's, you know, protests. Um, anything else about Clara? Mm, not really. Not so much? Not anything new? Uh, let's see. Who is the doctor? Uh, we, <laughs> I made a note. We all love how oblivious he can be sometimes. What, what was the thing what? he was being oblivious about this time? Uh, oh, it, it was it was right behind him. The ice warrior it? walking up behind him. And, yeah. and everybody's like, reacting like, what? doctor. And he's like, know? yeah, I know. But if we did this and we flooped to do the doo doo and you know all this kind of stuff. And then finally he's like, oh, should I turn you shut up for a second so yeah. I can tell you what's happening? <laughs> and then also with, the Clara, with Clara. Did she do that too? What do you mean? She was like, well, there's only one obvious answer. And he's like, oh, oh yes. <laughs> What was funny was I thought I thought his reaction was one of pride that like, oh boy, there's my girl Clara stepping up to the bat. And then he and realized like, what oh, she meant. No, and he was like, no, no way. <laughs> Hang on. And I was like, okay, wait, what? He's like, oh no, you, you clearly seemed to understand what she was saying. <laughs> When you're like, oh, you're so brave for stepping up. And then you're like, oh, hang on a second. Yeah. You can't oh, wait, 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 hold on. It cannot be done. So, uh, Anything else about the doctor? No. No? Yeah. Clearly right. not yeah. a lot of character development in this episode. Um, Not a ton. No, this is just kind of like uh, action adventure. It's fun. You know, sinking sub uh, disaster <laughs> film. It wasn't really sinking, was it? Well, I mean, it, it, it was filling with water, Sunk wasn't sub. it? Or something? Yeah, it was yeah, filling yeah. with water like a lot. So when they yeah. came to the surface, did everything just get fixed? Man. I don't know. They're like, can just, I have a ride man. to the opposite end of the world? Water was yeah. seemingly pouring into that thing from just every yeah. single part of the roof, and yet they it didn't seem to be filling so up much very much. So yeah. that they couldn't even contact anyone. That's how like broken down the sub was. I mean, you can. Oh, they, that's ma- true. they made a point of that. That's true. Yeah. So now that they've surfaced. They can't even radio for help. Yeah. yeah. 
That sucks. You just got to go on the opposite side of the world. Well, uh, that brings us in our notes to can we talk about, I think we just uh, just go ahead and put accents in there and slide it up <laughs> yeah. a little bit in the show notes. So moving right along. <laughs> Guys, News and Hoovian is also brought to you by awesome listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do and want to give a little bit of value back, uh, here's what you can do. Head on over to patreon.com slash noobs and the Whovian. As I said last time, we've updated our tiers. So now at a dollar a month, you'll be a Fez patron. Jump up to $5 a month, you'll be a Bowtie patron. And because bow ties are cool, you'll get a shout out on the show each week. At $15 a month, you become a hosting host uh, where you'll be covering our monthly hosting costs and you'll get an opportunity because Trip pointed out that Chance made it sound like we were going to roll, make you roll the dice. We're going to give you an <laughs> opportunity uh, to guest host on an upcoming episode. Also, as I mentioned uh, the last couple of weeks, we're looking for some one-time help with getting access to Doctor Who because uh, as of right now, libraries are still closed. Dallas mm-hmm. is slowly reopening, but not the libraries. They're um, They're actually stepping up their Zoom game. They're getting ready to do like story time for children on Zoom which tells me they ain't opening anytime soon because they announced that that's happening next week. So um, at any rate, we can't get to our uh, DVDs that we can check out from the library and it's not on Prime anymore. So if you're interested in helping out with that, head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and you can make a one-time donation if you would like to help out by sponsoring an episode for $2 or a whole season for $15. Head on over there if we help you enjoy your enjoyment even more and become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. All right, guys, that brings us down to our classic Who connection, where Jared is going to talk about the Ice Warriors, among other stuff. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for the episode Cold War. Of course, the main thing that we have to talk about this time are the Ice Warriors. Uh, We talked about them a little bit back with the Waters of Mars and sort of talked about their... uh, background on Mars there and, and uh, the, the creatures and when they first came, but uh, we'll, we'll go a little more in-depth with them this time. So they were created back in the 1960s, and they were actually created intentionally as a monster to replace the Daleks. The Daleks were going to get, that at that time, their own TV series. So they were going to branch off, uh, spin off really from Doctor Who and not really be featured there anymore. And they were going to then just be on their own in their own series and taking their own way. Uh, As we know now, that didn't work out. And uh, the Daleks are still a part of Doctor Who. Uh, But that was the intention. They they were going to lose the Daleks and they wanted a a new baddie that they could have uh, reoccur and uh, to replace them. So they were uh, supposed to be something that uh, would would really be a fan favorite and show up again and again. Uh, they first appeared with the second Doctor, and they were seen again then with the third Doctor. And if you were able to talk to Steve Moffat, uh, you would see why maybe they didn't appear much more after that. I, I think, I didn't actually count it up, but I think there's like five serials uh, that they were featured in, maybe six. So Moffat didn't want to reuse them uh, when when it was first uh, pitched by Mark Gaddis, uh, he didn't want to reuse them because he didn't like them. He thought like that they were like many other rubbish Doctor Who monsters. Rubbish being his term, you know, British, very British term, uh, and Doctor Who monsters from classic Who, where they moved slowly and you could barely understand them when they talked, 
and it's a wonder he ever wanted to use the Daleks. But anyway, that's that's this whole side discussion that, well, on this show we've had many times. Uh, but the that uh, so he just felt like they were uh, really not a great thing to to reuse and and not necessary to revive. But writer Mark Gaddis successfully argued that they could be revived. And it was due to that the large gaps in their timelines and the fact that they hadn't been used so long. So with that, he felt that there was a lot that they could really do with them. So uh, he was he, he Moffat thought that that was a great idea, and he was able to uh, bring them back back around and use them again. Uh, interestingly enough, he went right from the first serial of Ice Warriors, which unfortunately is. Uh, has a missing episode in there. So you can't get it on BritBox, but uh, you can find it on other places on the internet uh, and just you're just missing an episode for it. But uh, so he... Gaddis actually just took the whole start of the first Ice Warrior serial and built it into this story for the Ice Warriors. Uh, it started with... Uh, um, an ice warrior being frozen in ice and then having been found by a scientist and was thawed out prematurely by an anxious assistant. So, you know, you've got basically the same start. Um, moving on with the episode, moving on a little bit from the ice warriors here, the, the submarine setting was chosen for many reasons, uh, but one of which was that it was an homage to the Second Doctor's time, with which had many, many stories that were base under siege style stories. Uh, that's how people often refer to those. And so it was, uh, um, you know, they were they were in a place that was under attack and they had to uh, uh, survive that and figure out a way to uh, thwart the attack. Um, so uh, this is the first story about the Ice Warriors that was not written by the Ice Warriors creator, Brian Hales. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, so that's about it for the Ice Warriors at this point. Um, again, go back to listen to the Noobs and the Whovian serial on the Waters on Mars to get a little more information about them. Um, or go back to the Classic Who episodes and watch about the Ice Warriors. There's a lot of stuff that uh, really was evolved and adopted from more of the written use, uh, the prose uh, stories about the Ice Warriors, like their code of honor and things. That was uh, really more of a written thing and then and then adopted now as part of canon uh, So it, through through this episode of Cold War. Uh, so there's um, there's really not a whole lot more. Uh, I will say they they've in, intentionally tried to cr- create them to look like the original and not update as much as they have some of the other reoccurring characters from classic to new who. I think they've changed a lot, a lot more than they think they did. Uh, if you if you read up on some of their comments and interviews and things and the designers and such, uh, I mean, maybe it's not quite as large if you go back to early iterations of Cybermen to new who Cybermen. But I just I think it, it is it, it, it looks very updated and, of course, a lot better. Um, and so, you know, which is fine uh, for them to do. But uh, I just think it's interesting that they felt they wanted to stay very close to the original and they didn't. Um, and, of course, in Classic Who and the Noobs and the Whovian may have mentioned this already. You never see 
the actual you never see inside their armor you never see what the ice warriors look like and that was kind of cool this time to to really see that all right getting back to the episode and some just a few other connections there so we there was a brief mention of the serial the crontons which was the last time that the tardis hads or hostile action displacement system was mentioned and that was uh it was used in that in that serial uh, because the, well, the TARDIS zipped out of the way and, and b- before being taken over by uh, the bad guy in that serial. And that's when he mentioned, oh, by the doctor mentions, oh, by the way, I turned on the, the TARDIS's HADS uh, system. And of course, it's like, well, well, that's, that's very nice, you know, very convenient. But anyway, um, and the doctor in Cold War gives the, uh, talks about the winds that talks about time winds as a reason that the HADS was activated in the TARDIS uh, uh, turned on. Uh, Time winds were first mentioned by the fourth doctor in the serial Warrior's Gate. And time winds are these things that flow within the time vortex and they come out and impact points in time causing glitches in space-time. They're like temporal radiation, uh, the the, uh, TARDIS wiki says, um, and that's what causes the opening of the Warrior's Gate. So they open up into uh, time winds if they actually impact in an area. They open up these sort of portals into or or wormholes or whatever you want to call it these connections to these other dimensions but the other dimensions aren't like fully formed um like laws total laws of physics normal laws of physics like we would know they're very 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 wibbly wobbly uh so that's time winds there and uh we first time we've heard about that in new who and then uh interesting fact here clara is the only female character in the episode and this is the first time that that's ever happened since the fourth doctor serial the power of kroll uh we once again see that the doctor's pockets are bigger on the inside and we saw that back in genesis of the daleks with the fourth doctor um we you know we've talked about that before but uh just fun when they actually do it on screen like that and then when the doctor had to pretend to be an Earth ambassador, which he mentions uh, as he's talking to Clara at one point, uh, that was actually an Ice Warrior serial. It was the Curse of Peladon, and uh, that takes place far off in the future, as does the serial The Monster of Peladon, and this accounts for why the doctor tells Skaldak that the Ice Warriors are still alive and will survive well into the future. So we've we had a lot of tying together of different information and bits and things that we had about the Ice Warriors into this one. And I think it was a very successful revival of the Ice Warriors. And I, for one, would love to see more of them because I do like when they uh, revive a, a classic Who monster and, and uh, really bring that uh, to the forefront in New Who. I think that's a lot of fun. So... I'm going to give this one 8 out of 10 items in the Doctor's pockets. Uh, I thought they, like I just said, thought they did a great job with the Ice Monsters. I thought it was a good revival. Loved that they brought him out of his armor and uh, that they showed him. Kind of wish they hadn't showed his face, to be honest. Uh, I thought that that would have been better left uh, to the imagination, but uh, it worked. I thought it was okay. Um, I just, uh, I was just thinking uh, through the serial. I remember the first time I saw it or episode, uh, I I was thinking, oh, it'd be great if they just uh, left it. 
uh, left it as it was and not shown the face. But anyway, thought that it that thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a great um, story that that made me feel like I was watching classic Who again, just with better effects and maybe better acting at times. Uh, and then for creep levels, I'm going to give it 225. I thought they did a great job with uh, the ice warrior lurking around the submarine being really creepy. Uh, and uh, the hands coming out and and touching, you know, grabbing people from behind and things. I thought that, you know, that sent chills down my spine. So it's a good, strong creep level. Uh, not over the top, but a, a nice, strong one there. So uh, that's all I've got. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia and to the noobs in the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. Thanks for that, Jared. Um, my mind is blown that they were trying to spin the Daleks off into their own episode. Yeah, right. That is messing with my head. Um, it does make me wonder, though, um, I know there's been, uh, there, there's been some, I don't know, maybe some legal wranglings and stuff about, like, who owns the Daleks. <laughs> or, oh, no, you know what? Never mind. I'm thinking of K-9. K-9 was the one no. that, yeah, 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 never mind. But, yeah, the idea of the Daleks spinning off in the 60s. Yeah. That's like early days. Like that means they were so popular so fast that they were going to spin them off into their own show right from the get go. What would a TV show about featuring the Daleks be? Because Because they're the bad guys. From the point of view of the Daleks. That's what I want to know. Is would would it it, be the doctor specifically fighting Daleks or random people fighting the Daleks? I think, I think the, the implication is they're spinning off of Dr. Who into their own show. So no more doctor. So yeah, it's not the doctor. It's whatever. Uh, yeah, Just I, I, I am people, fascinated. Yes. I want to hear the pitch on that thing. Of mm-hmm. does that mean the Daleks are now like the protagonists? So are they like antiheroes, or is it just them being defeated every week? That sounds like a terrible show. Yeah. So the, I'm I'm very curious. The protagonist getting defeated every single week. Uh, yeah, Sunday. yeah, that sounds like a terrible show. So. Uh, so let's take a look at our uh, overall impressions. Um, Jared gave it eight out of ten items in the doctor's pockets. They were pulling um, so much random crap out of that. Uh, like the Barbie yeah, doll. yeah, the Barbie doll the that Barbie he <laughs> <laughs> kissed later. Like what the heck? <laughs> uh, so trip, trip. What do you think? Um, I think this is a pretty good. I'm gonna agree with Jared. I'm gonna go eight weird aliens. It was like it definitely didn't fit in the helmet because uh, it was like really square. Yeah. The helmet was definitely circular. This is true. This is true. Well, that's like I said. It just <laughs> yeah. got shoved yeah. up in there. Corbin, what are, what are you going to do? I, I thought this was a good one. I'm going to say 8.5 Russians with British accents. Bird. Uh, okay. Um, guys, okay, so this this was the episode that I went into. This is one of the episodes I went into going, I don't, I don't, I don't like, like this one. I don't like this one. And I always talk about how I get to the end and they go, what was, this was what was my problem? This was amazing. I did not great. do that this time. Uh, I got to the end of this one and I was like, yep. That's, that's why I, I didn't like it. it. I thought it yeah. was kind of fun. but I thought it was fun being like chasing around. on the- I complain about the Russians with British accents because that's the only thing there was to complain about, really. <laughs> you I didn't think I it was that I, bad. I, I, I can't put my finger on what I don't like about it. I just... I don't know. I just, I don't care for it. So I'm, I'm going to give it six out of 10 red settings. Oh, wow. Sad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like who is the Grinch now, dad? Mm-hmm. I, well, that's, that's fair. Uh, creep level. What do you, Jared gave it 225. Corbin, what do you think? Uh, I wouldn't have given this 
that high of a creep level, but I don't... The the uh, stuck underwater in a submarine trope ah, is really unsettling. I, I don't that. like uh-huh. that. So I'm that. I'm gonna say 200, probably like 50 for the monster, and the rest just goes to the submarine under the Yeah, <laughs> we need to sit down one night when it's dark and stormy and watch K19. Nah, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's a, it's about a nuclear sub oh. that gets trapped in. You know, I mean, this was the, a nuclear sub too, so. Uh, okay. Sorry. Let me, let me rephrase. This is about a nuclear sub having a nuclear crisis ah. while disabled under the water. And it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, Trip, what do you think? I think just the idea of being trapped and not having anywhere to go and just having something constantly chase after you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is mom's worst people. nightmare. Uh, just being on a submarine would be your mom's uh, worst nightmare. And then being it's on like, a submarine in dry dock would be your mom's worst nightmare. Uh, what? So what now, Trip? Yeah, I just think like and it actively attacking people. Yeah, and then just the way they look, like it just uh, crawling around and like it's that idea that I mean, you can never see the thing until it gets you. And to be fair, even when you see it, it is still kind of a disturbing looking creature. So oh yeah, I mean it's so, yeah. it's. It's pretty, um, it's pretty terrifying. Weird. I'm, so I'm, I'm actually, give it yeah, I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go 325. Holy crap. Um, Jeez. well, I mean, because of Brighton. everything y'all mentioned, um, you know, you're, you're, you're trapped in a submarine filling uh-huh. with water. That's terrifying. You're trapped in close quarters yeah, with, with a killing machine. Yeah. That has like really creepy hands <laughs> and then like glowing red eyes and like terrifying teeth. And it just kind of it just kind of hits you know all of the the different things, so it I don't know I I'm gonna I'm gonna go three twenty five not the worst that we've ever seen obviously but uh, pretty high up there all right so that brings us down to our theories uh, so here's here's the deal um, it was pointed out in the Wikia that this is the only episode in uh, the the latter half of the series here as you know seven oh two this is the only episode that doesn't reference the Impossible Girl. Which, by the way, I think that's the first time I've directly referenced it on the podcast. Remember, he said, that girl's impossible. Uh-huh. That's the story arc, is the yeah, impossible she's girl. She's impossible. Yeah. Just like so you. I've been asking you guys, you know, theorize about Clara and everything. She's um, impossible. The, the arc yeah. is the impossible girl. And uh, so we haven't put the name to that yet. Clara is the impossible girl. That's your theory? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Whoa. No, the okay. Is. The mystery was not who is the impossible girl. <laughs> I think you may have misunderstood. <laughs> it's, it's not quite like bad wolf. Who I, is bad? Wolf. Right. Yeah. So, um, do you guys have anything? Cause I mean, we didn't get anything in this episode mm-hmm. about, about the mystery. Do y'all have any thoughts? No. Eh, not really. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. where we left things was trip has nothing. And Corbin says, Clara is a ghost. And I mean, this is probably the most self-contained episode in doctor who so far. Like, uh, Aside oh, yeah. from maybe something like forty-two in those ones, but mm-hmm. those are in space. Uh, there, there's been a couple like that that are that are just so, you could have put them anywhere in the series and it wouldn't have impacted yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the Wikia pointed out we did not even see the interior of the TARDIS for the entire episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we barely saw the exterior and then it disappeared, and and we never got and, back around. And we that never that even matter. got back to it. Uh, yeah, for that matter we barely saw the exterior of the submarine. Like. It was just and we so explained everything about oh they're time travelers. This is a new companion, so we're, they're still new to the show. 
Right. So like yeah. this is a perfect place. Yeah, it's, I mean it's not a bad uh, it's not a bad one off episode to watch because you don't have to know that there's something yeah. about Clara that's strange because it never gets brought up. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So, all right. So no updates on the, uh, on the theories then. Uh, so that brings us on down to the game plan next week. We're continuing on with series seven, episode nine hide, Hi. which Corbin was like, Oh my gosh, the only thing more terrifying than the next time is was then the getting title. back to the menu screen and seeing that the title is hide. I know. So. And it looks so out of place. Cause it's gotta be the shortest title in like the whole season. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. And, and here's your obligatory uh, reference to other things that we're watching this week where Quantum we are watching uh, Quantum Leap, which I think Jason, Jason, I think you're the one that said something to me recently about you got to get the boys to watch TNG and Quantum Leap or something like that. And, and we're like, um, we're already on, on it. it. The, yeah, the reference, the reference was talking about, you know, like terrible production levels and stuff oh it's because we were given the fifth doctor episode that we watched we were oh, giving oh, it such yeah. a hard time and somebody was like yeah you ought to go show them star trek the next generation and everything and i was like huh, yeah, don't worry seen it. we're on it we've um, seen tos yeah we know so, oh yeah <laughs> so we're watching uh we're watching quantum leap and we just did an episode that was spooky Whoa. maybe there's ghosts episode and then because there was no a ghost <laughs> well there's actually no ghost at the end. Spoiler it's for that episode. Yeah, spoiler for a 30-year-old uh, television We episode. haven't even mentioned what episode it was, so you Ooh. could still be caught off guard. Ooh. Ooh. Um, it's, well, I don't, it's I don't remember the, the title I like ghosts. It's out of order anyways. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, it was out of order. order on NBC. But at any rate, uh, the reason I bring it up is because um, we watched that Spooky. like two or three nights yeah. ago. And, and then the next night, we watched this episode of Doctor Who and then we saw the next time and we were like, oh my gosh, it's another episode with like a spooky mansion house with ghosts and goblins and like, what's going on? I don't know, I'm making up stuff. Um, but anyway, um, after that, so that's that'll be next week, episode nine, Hide. After that is our next timey-wimey. We're going to be doing Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and it is currently, you know how that goes, it is currently on Amazon Prime. So we've got a link to that in the show notes for this episode and uh, we'll link to it in the um, in the show notes for the next episode as well. And so check out our link as always if you use that um, if you're using it for uh, and you have Amazon Prime, it's it's free anyway, so it's not going to it's not going to hurt you any. Uh, but anytime you use our link that does help out the show. Um, uh, if you if you use that link and end up buying something else, we actually get uh, credit for that. So that mm-hmm. that helps out. So Anytime you want to go over our uh, website, just click on our link and go yeah. in. Uh, <laughs> that would help. So at any rate, um, hopefully, as we said before, our plans don't get derailed and Bill and Ted Face the Music is uh, still going to come out on August 21st. Um, as of right now, like I said, uh, Texas is slowly reopening, but to my knowledge, the movie theaters have not even bothered yet. I saw I saw a news article that said, uh, right now we're at 25% capacity. So if you're, if you're a restaurant, you can open up, but you can only put 25% capacity in your restaurant so basically no one's opening up uh right and for movie theaters i read somewhere i don't know how accurate it is that 33 percent capacity is their break even point so you're basically telling them sure you can open up if you want to lose money every day um so you know that it is what it is i don't know what they're going to do with that but hopefully by august uh we'll be either back up and running with theaters or bill and ted will be released on you know something amazon prime or netflix or hulu or some. Uh, maybe I'll end up on Disney Plus along with everything else since they're eating the world and the universe. <laughs> um, but at any rate, um, Wi-Fi. Uh, what? Mm. They're eating the Wi-Fi? 
What? No, no. Wi-Fi. Yeah. The Wi-Fi is eating, eating the people. The people? Whatever. Is that, the was that an heads. obscure reference to the spoonheads? Spoon no. Yeah. All right. Whatever. So, uh, so we've got that coming up. And then Jared and I were uh, talking today a little bit about uh, about the schedule and whatnot. And we've decided to sort of call an audible here. We're gonna we're gonna slide our sixth Doctor episode, our sixth Doctor series. That was supposed to be somewhere out in like November. And mm-hmm. um, because of some scheduling stuff, we're actually going to slide that back to, it's going to end up being the last week of June, I think. So that'll be um, once we finish up, um, where is it? No, no, no. We're not going to, right before we get to the end of se- season seven, we're going to do um, a uh, sixth Doctor serial. And we also have uh, an adventure in space and time coming up on the horizon as well. We'll talk more about the details as we get closer to that. That is a uh, sort of docudrama. It's not a documentary, um, but it's not a fictional thing. It's like a based on true events uh, that tells how Doctor Who got started. And uh, that's a that's a fun, fun little uh, mini movie type of thing that was done in conjunction with the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. So we're going to be uh, covering that one as we approach the day of the Doctor, which is the 50th anniversary episode. So that's all the stuff that's kind of coming on the horizon just to keep you keep you interested in coming back for more. We got all kinds of fun stuff coming for you. So guys, News in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I am Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. And shout outs, as always, to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Noobs the Whovian or Twitter.com slash Noobs And you can email us directly at Noobs the Whovian at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Consider supporting us at Patreon.com slash Noobs the Whovian. Wherever you found, make sure that you leave us a rating. Subscribe, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're, we're the, the news. news. And I almost made it. <laughs> we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be whip. You said wherever you found. <laughs>